Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 278. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by my host, Andy Anatko. Hello. That's right. Hi, Andy. How are Hi. you? Oh, hanging in, hanging on, dealing with unseasonably seasonalish weather. Um, also, the. Uh, what is that? What is weather? I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm mostly dealing with the hip hop dance school that, that opened across the street. Sorry. It's. <laughs> I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I was messaging with a friend on Instagram the other day because I was trying to find a pumpkin patch to take Mona, you know, someplace that's that's doing it safely. And right. really, I just want to go like first thing in the morning, take pictures of her in her pumpkin outfit on a bunch of pumpkins and then leave. <laughs> like, that's just what I want to do. And my friend's like, I took my two kids to this pumpkin patch. Don't go there. It sucked. It was terrible. Uh, and also it was like 98 degrees outside and we were in full like fall garb. Like we for the just, gram. We, yeah, but we have to stop faking it. I think if you don't live in the climate that yeah. the world supposes it's supposed to be in, like, don't don't do it. Uh, if you live in Florida, maybe don't wear flannel. Like, just don't do it. Florida, South Carolina. Enjoy the fact that you can still surf at this time of year. That's awesome. Can you imagine how horrible it must be to be like a like a professional like a, a singing quartet around the holidays, like in Florida, Hawaii, where you, you you're you're making big coin being like the strolling carolers, like in a street fair or like a, a street market, but you still have to wear it's eighty eight degrees. You still have to wear like the Victorian top coat and the big heavy skirts with a muff and the big hat. And like you 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 really feel like something that's about to explode. That's that's got to be that's got to hurt. It's practical over here, though. Mm. The other thing is uh, around this time of year is the, well, pre-COVID times was the Renaissance Fair oh. down in, in Gilroy. Hey, naughty, naughty. Uh, which is south of uh, Silicon Valley. It was actually, it's called the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Ooh, warning <laughs> word. Not, but it's not, I mean, obviously it's family. Um, I saw Fred Willard there once, rest in peace. Okay. Uh, which is pretty, which pretty neat. I don't know what the heck he decided to do in Gilroy, but he was there. <laughs> um, and I was dressed like a wench, um, naturally. But it's like too hot to do that. It's too hot to wear. I mean, I. Uh, anyway, everybody stay indoors with your air conditioning because you know the world is melting anyway. So you might as well just <laughs> be indoors when it happens. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. So, so I mean, my I, I still have not been more than like a mile or two from my house since March. So, really, the concept of weather is very, very variable. I'm, I I am in Biodome Four, so this right. is this is the experiment. Right, because so my it friend ma- in, really in, Min- in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, is currently up to her knees in snow. Hmm. So it's like, my very, goodness, very on brand for Minnesota. I yeah, a little too on brand though. It's not even Halloween yet. Um, it, I don't know. Whatever, it it is what it is. You know what is what is also is because that's the transition I'm going for here. Is this slidey little phone that I got in for? I fun. was I was going to ask you about that. So you you have the LG Wing phone that the, the phone that has one party trick, which is to turn into a ping pong paddle. Not a really good one, but a usable ping pong paddle. But yeah, so so you've got so you've got two screens, but they they, they 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 one of them rotates, so you wind up with like a letter T like configuration. <laughs> and for the life of me, I cannot figure out why 
you'd why why LG would invest all the engineering on such a weird use of two screens. Uh, well, first of all, I'm gonna install this software update because it's it's telling me to oh. 5G nationwide is only 90 seconds away. Really? Is that, it's just like that? Uh, BT Dubs, first 5G phone in my possession. <laughs> so I, I that just hit me that this is the first 5G phone I have in my possession, actually. Um, so now I have to go 5G chasing, I guess, which is a lot like, <laughs> it's a lot like tornado chasing, but not as fun. And Bill Paxson isn't there. Also, rest in peace. Um, I'm sorry, I can only think of the deceased today. It's that's just where I'm at. Uh, Day of the Dead is coming, so you know, you pay your respects. But um, I think the point of this phone, which I've put down currently, just kind of let it do its little update. The the point of this phone, I think, is to a be a conversation starter for the blogs and influencers and sites right now that are kind of offering the only distraction and content that people can really (laughs) sink into. Right. And I, you know, because why not? It's like everybody's dormant right now. You might as well put something through. I, maybe people will pay more attention, at least people who aren't in peril, which don't look at our unemployment numbers. Um, (laughs) so, but beyond that, I think it's, it's really to try and bring, a new form factor. I mean, look, if Samsung can push through a folding phone, if freaking Motorola can push through like it's, it's razor reprise, then why can't LG try and put together this phone that swivels? And it's just as satisfying as the sidekick of your, right. That sidekick was, Oh my God. I just like, I had friends who were just, you know, or when I was at work, you could hear when somebody was, you know, kind of sneaking it. Like when we were, you know, in the back, uh, when I was working at Panera Bread, we we're all like in the back preparing food and you just hear a little swipe. And, like, somebody was on their sidekick IMing, but they were IMing, which is like a big deal because you couldn't just IM from any old place back then. Um, so I guess that's how, I don't know, this phone has. It's going to be a fun distraction. That's okay, basically that, what I'm there, into. There is that. I just may, maybe this is all I can think of is that maybe it's uh, it's one of the like long play side effects of not having Mobile World Congress and other shows because the one of the one of the things one of the big highlights of CES and Mobile World Congress is every single laptop manufacturer, phone manufacturer, TV manufacturer would come up with these absolutely bizarre and heroically stupid designs fully functional that they could show off either on the floor or in a briefing room to make sure that they get some press for their 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 broader technology line and we all knew there was they had no intention whatsoever of selling a laptop with four screens that fold out into some sort of a like a like a peacock fan uh but but again they they got the video they got the instagrams they got the coverage and now that they're now that we don't have these shows anymore they're sort of forced to like okay let's make a thousand what's 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 the minimum like screen order on that we had to order two thousand okay we'll make two thousand of these handsets we'll give 600 for for the review pool and yeah i suppose if somebody wants to buy these so at least with the fold at least with the folding phones it's easy to explain why the screen folds. You can say that 
uh, you have this tablet that you can then fold and it, you put it into a pocket like a regular phone. I don't understand. I've seen uh, like some of the demos of the of the LG Wing where it's they're using the wide the one that's fa- the screen that's facing you like a widescreen is for the movie, and then the little square under of screen underneath it is like the the controller with like playback, pause, whatever. But again, I don't I don't see how it would make like web browsing or reading books or anything like that easier it doesn't make it easy actually i was gonna say i was gonna say i don't see how it makes it easier to hold but maybe you can get sort of a boomerang effect if you were to throw it and like put the right sort of wrist snap on it with like sort of and then come right back to you some of the big points of this phone are um it has a gimbal effect that you can do on the video which it, it's very pushy about, like the minute that you're in the camera app and you're, you know, you're doing the the T mode. Um, you can like watch video and type below and like search the, you know, person's IMDB profile, all that fun stuff that everybody defaults to when they talk about phones with double screens. Okay. <laughs> in essence, there isn't much difference between this phone and the last two like double sided quote unquote LG phones that I've been using the velvet and the uh, V60 think Q. I will say like the whole keyboard effect with the little keyboard area. Um, you know, when you have it in the T mode, it's, it's very comfortable to actually type with it, and I found it to be much more accurate than whatever was happening with the dual screen situation on the Velvet and the V60. But I don't know. I really have to use it. I'm scared that I'm going to like break it, <laughs> just because it's such a different mechanism than what I'm used to. And that swivel screen obviously is being held. It's it's mounted by just a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> and then altogether, when the phone is together, it's this very hefty thing. Um, it's a lot lighter than I imagined it would be, but altogether, it's way more dense than say, oh, actually, hmm, I take that back. There's a lot of, hmm, there's a lot of similarities between this OnePlus 8 in my right hand and the uh, LG Wing in my left hand. Hmm. So I don't know. I'll, but the thing is, I also have a case on my OnePlus. So that's kind of what's contributing to that. Which, by the way, got Android 11, just an off okay. topic. More, more people in the pool. That's always wonderful. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to what you have to say like next week uh, and other people the week after. I'm, I, would, I would love it if there was something beautiful and wonderful and significant about this design that's totally slipped my notice. Uh, as it is, the only thing I can think of is that it will definitely pick up a lot more face grease than one normal screen when you pay when you when you're uh, when you're using it as a telephone. God bless you, LG. Uh, you know, <laughs> here it has we a are talking camera, about you. By the way, pop up front camera. Oh, but, motorized um, or just spring loaded? I think it's motorized and it's so loud when it turns on. Let's see if you can hear it. Um, let's see. Can you hear that? Oh, I can hear that, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's the motor for the camera. So I I could see that my microphone was picking it up on my recording program. (laughs) So, um, Jim, feel free to have fun with that if you want to, like, reverberate it or whatever you want to do. Just really hone it in. Um, Yeah, I can't. You know what, Andy? I am so thankful for this phone, though. I'm so thankful for what is happening right now because this has been nothing but the right kind of distraction that I need from my personal life, from the current pandemic, 
from the anxiety surrounding the holidays that I know a lot of people are being faced with right now, having their families be like, oh, come on, let's do it. Let's get all, let's get together for holidays. It's been such a hard <laughs> year. Like, we'll get tested. We'll do all this stuff. <laughs> and it's like, yes, yes, that sounds great. But like in the back of your mind, you just can't help but fear for your life. Um, yeah. But I'm not thinking about that when I'm swiveling this phone. So that's one thing to do. Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely all in on on staying home for the holidays, che- chiefly because of, I, when I think of all the different opportunities that I've had to like travel or hang out or do something interesting over the past like six, seven, eight, nine months, whatever, however long this has been. Okay, well, I was probably alone just basically socially before the the actual official pandemic. But I but I digress. I'm I'm not going to blow it. By like say, you know what? Maybe I would like to just have like Thanksgiving with relatives that I'm fond of, but don't necessarily have to see. Just out, just out of novel. I don't. It's it's like once, once now that I'm in this. Damn it! I am in this. I need to. I need to maintain that streak as long as I possibly can. That's a, that's all I'm thinking about. Um. So I had so before we go to before we go to break, I want to talk about uh, the. Uh, I, I, I spent part of today having fun with two different like AI based photo, uh, schmengies, uh, the new version of Photoshop, uh, dropped like yesterday, the big uh, Adobe uh, Photoshop conference, which they showed off really cool, like AI based, what they're, they're calling neural filters, mm-hmm. uh, for image effects. And one of them is, <laughs> this is what I'm, what I'm setting up is that there was heartbreak and then there was redemption. The heartbreak came when I was trying out this brand new neural feature where you can, uh, if you're if you're dealing with a portrait, like I take a self-portrait, boom, open it in Photoshop. And then there's like a, a model who's got like some makeup on that I would like to transfer to another person's face like mine. I don't know. I don't know how useful this is in real life, but it's really, really cool that they were doing like face mapping from source. To, but all I cared about was... Will it work with uh, David Bowie in his Aladdin Sane makeup? That 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 cool like purple and uh, purple and pink lightning bolt across his face, and it just didn't work at all. Didn't even I, I got I got like sort of like orange like highlighter highlighter or eyeshadow little just on the just on the, the the lower part of the lids, but that's about it. And of course, I had to make a snarky comment on on my Twitter account about oh come on this should have been like the first thing you tried Adobe, and then of course I immediately get a reply from like the head of photoshop at adobe say oh we did that i did try it that was the first thing we tried this is a beta and so they i have the i do have their 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 word that they they do understand that people want they want the aladdin sane makeup they want kiss makeup god knows what else what other kind of like superhero makeup they want but uh, dazzler maybe i don't know so they're working on so that that was the heartbreak but however also this week uh the portrait lighting feature that uh, for google photos that came out with uh the pixel 5 and the pixel 4a uh 5g has finally dropped well finally like after a week dropped for all the older phones and so i i got the update on my pixel 4a man that works really really crazy good this is this is the feature where it will uh, instead of just simple portrait mode where okay we we can tell this is a dude now we can blur everything in the background that isn't the dude and make it look like you got it okay fine this is one where you essentially get like a a virtual light it, it puts a circle like around like the face and uh, and and you can position oh, right. a light anywhere you want around that ring 
Uh, and it will actually look, you're, you're dragging it around live and it does look like they're actually dragging, like a, swinging a light around someone's face. And it works so well. The weird thing though is that it works best in, uh, in shots in which you don't have really good lighting to begin with. Like I have, a sh- I have, uh, the, I had two shots on my camera roll as it happened, uh, of, <laughs> it was so hard to find like a self portrait that did not have me with a mask on. So that was problem number one. But, uh, so I had one shot that was like me, like at my podcasting base, base camp here. So pretty good lighting. And you could see the, the portrait lighting effect. It worked very well, but it wasn't like, Oh my God, this mm-hmm. is, I'm living in the future. It was nice. Uh, the, however, I also had a picture of myself at the beach where I'm being like kind of severely, I don't know what the lighting was, but like I, I, there's like no direct lighting on my face at all. So it's kind of like a very, very flat and damn, like moving the light around suddenly, like my face had like three dimensions to it with like areas of shadow and areas of brightness. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be, it's just going to get better as time goes by. But that is the, that's the difference between uh, like the iPhone announcements from last week in which, Hey, in our new, thir- another, our new $1,100 phone, we have this new, uh, much faster lens and we have this new sensor shift, uh, optical image stabilization, and it could be yours for $1,100 versus Google, which is, Hey, you know, that phone you bought like this year, last year, the year before, or the year before that, Hey, we now have an even better lighting effect for you. Just download it and you're good. No, no, we don't. We don't. We wouldn't even think of taking more money from you. Please, please. We want to give this to you. It's just who we are. I have to tell you, I've been really um, I've been missing the pixel since being on the OnePlus 8 just because the OnePlus takes really good photos just generally, which is good for so like the landscape photos that I was taking while we were camping. Great. We were outdoors taking like family uh, time, self-timed family selfies like that was great it totally worked for that then the other night i snuck into uh, we my husband and i we went we went to the city first time <laughs> first time since the pandemic hit uh we kind of just traipsed around like got a sandwich ate at the park sort of thing uh very very light but we decided to sneak into a friend's backyard because we know that she has like this really epic view of the city and i wanted to take pictures but both of us have one plus phones and the night the night <laughs> situation on on either of our phones just really sucks i i i i'm sorry to just put it that way as in the sucks thing but it really and I don't mean to oversimplify it, but it really just sucks. Um, there was no no ability to take the picture. And I really was just like, man, I really wish I had like a Pixel right now. Uh, but then when I see the new Pixel 5s and just kind of think about all the middle of the road feelings that everybody has about them, yeah. I just sort of tell myself, you know what? I have like 15 pictures of that same exact skyline from the last 15 times that I snuck into my friend's backyard. So it's probably okay. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking about how the pixel still takes the best photos out of yeah. all the phones, but how it's the least interesting Android phone to me right now right. compared to everything else that's coming out. And I think that's why we're talking about like LG wings and we're talking about one <laughs> and we're talking about, you know, all these new the phones freaks. coming out. 
<laughs> the freaks. <laughs> Before I'm not judging. I'm not judging. It's, no, I know. Uh, I just uh, love also, the idea. It's it's the it's the time for freaks. It's Halloween after yes. all. <laughs> Ghouls, hobgoblins, and exactly and monsters. Now, but one one last thing that I, I, I again, this isn't not judgmental. This is a place of of love and peace. Yes. If this person, if these people really are your friends. Couldn't you just like call them and ask permission to go into their backyards instead of sneaking uh, on the? Because that, that's that's two I incidents which you, you claim to. I have... just didn't want people to think that I went into a large crowd without a mask. Okay, there <laughs> like, you that's go. why there I'm you. just. I, I'm. I mean, I withhold things in this era because you know it's just it's a very it's a very hot time right now. <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> so it's you know. It is what it is. Um, it's a time. Let's, it's a time. Let's take a quick little break, and then we're going to get into <laughs> a hell of a time that's going on with Google in the courts. Yes. This episode of Material is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers couldn't click that Buy Now button or access your content? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that's no good. You need a system. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it's not. You need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. Pingdom helps keep your sites and the sites you love online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company. You need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL you want to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the Material Podcast and all of RelayFM. Can you imagine if somebody came up to you and say, hey, you got served... The Department of Justice is coming after you <laughs> because you have too much of a n- monopoly on society. And that, I mean, yes, I'm 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 being a little like uh, hyperbolic by being, you know, saying that we're charging you with the influence you have on society. But yeah. the fact that to Google it is a term that is used in everyday vernacular. I mean, for God's sake, I was watching the housewives last night catching up and they <laughs> talked about Googling it. And I, yeah. you know, I didn't think about the drama happening. I just thought about <laughs> this is exactly what the department of justice is talking about. Yeah. See, well, see the, the way that you put it, like if I, I, I would not like to be served with the department of justice, like papers to be, that well, nobody wants to be for, served I'm period. Saying, no, I'm, I'm because saying, nobody I'm wants saying, to be sued. I, I would, I, if, if, if the if the other part of that is but if basically uh, the department of justice said andy you're way way too successful at what you do everybody loves you the work you do is so integral to society that 
everybody knows your work and relies upon it and depends upon it. And frankly, you do such a good job that nobody can do any sort of technology reporting because you cover everybody's needs so well. And for that, we feel as though you need to be cut down a peg or two. I I would still be bothered about having to retain counsel. However, I couldn't. I if I were Sundar Pichai right now, I'd feel a little bit flattered. That's one way to try and spin it to him, Andy. I think he would appreciate if you. <laughs> I'm gave trying him. to make Sundar Pichai feel you're, good about himself. You know, today. You're, That's all. Yeah, you're you're that friend who comes in and is like, look on the bright side, and then. I, I just want to pummel you, you because I don't want to look exactly on the bright the side. the way you want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we're talking about is if you were, you've not been following the news, um, which maybe you haven't, and it's why you listen to us, which we really appreciate. That's Thank you for, for giving us this job. The Department of Justice uh, has a giant antitrust complaint. Now, last week we talked about uh, kind of the findings from the House of Representatives, just what um, – what they had decided in this case building that they were doing against the, you know, the big tech companies. And I guess Google's the one that's going to really take the big blow. It's such a big blow that the way reporting is being done around this is uh, with the exact words saying that this could have vast implications for the entire tech industry. So it is a pretty serious thing that's happening. Um, And we're going to explain to you just how serious. So, the Department of Justice had ended a year-long investigation of Google's business practices, and they filed a complaint in federal court here in the U.S. suing Google for violations of federal antitrust laws. Now, 11 states are named as co-plaintiffs in the suit. All of them are Republican-led, which invites plenty of speculation that this is all being done because we are literal <laughs> weeks away from an election that scares every U.S. citizen. <laughs> Just to put it there. Yeah. It, it also kind of made me wonder if, uh, I, again, the timing was such that I wonder if uh, I was trying to figure out, did the Department of Justice single out Google because they wanted to, te- they, they knew they couldn't fight four battles at once and file four separate suits because the, the 500 page report they released last week, just a basic report of here's the results of 16 months worth of investigations on big tech's influence on digital markets. Uh, that they didn't, they knew they couldn't file four suits at once. Let's let's choose the the company that we're going to go against. Use the tactics and techniques to uh, that we learned from this prosecuting this case to figure out how far we can go against Amazon and Apple and Facebook. Or was it simply that they were getting pressure from the GOP or from Trump to say, "Look, we need to have we need to have a, a, a stump talk, a, a talking point on the election election trail." That hey, look, we're I promised you we're going to go after big tech, and hey, look, we just put this Department of Justice led by my administration has just filed this into this huge suit. Maybe it's that. They they took a look at like all of the different like suits in progress and they figured just just like speaking of Thanksgiving, just like you had all these big plans and now it's like the morning of the four hours before everybody's about to arrive, like, okay, I know that we planned on having four pies. That's not going to happen. Which of these one pies do you think we can finish in time for dinner? And so maybe it was just that Google was the one that they could definitely finish the paperwork for, definitely get that spun up sometime before uh, the first Tuesday in November. Um, I just want to 
quickly veer off topic and say that this is exactly the premise of the Donna Martin graduates episode of Nano 210 in season three towards the end, because the whole point of that, which a lot of people don't realize because, you know, Donna Martin graduates and you know that the school board tried to kick her out because um, she drank at prom and they said absolutely no, no tolerance for drinking. But it turned out that it was like this bigger thing about the school board trying to like put in a dress code and trying to see how far they could, you know, go. Anyway, (laughs) I see lots of parallels. Everything um, I needed to know, I learned in the Aaron Spelling verse. I mean, that's why I bring it up. I need you all <laughs> to understand that what I'm doing is edifying myself in my spare time. But going back to this, so I did my most of my undergraduate work on the Love Boat. Uh well, one Aaron Spelling franchise <laughs> at least. Um, okay, now this complaint uh, against Google is is way harsh, Ty. So the complaint (laughs) declares that Google's operations in the markets for general search services, search advertising, and general search text advertising is exclusionary and anti-competitive. The complaint largely centers around what the Department of Justice claims is Google's actions to create and maintain a lock on the, quote, path to consumers. Now, we're talking about the fact that when you turn on an Android phone, Google is a search engine that's there. Uh, We're talking about the fact that uh, Google has worked to have lucrative partnership deals with Apple and Samsung to ensure that Google is the search engine there. Google also um, is being accused of not giving space for up-and-coming search engines like DuckDuckGo to be able to go after those same lucrative deals and be able to test, you know, their worthiness in the market and kind of like work their way up. Uh, so they're basically complaining that Google's not allowing the little guys to come through and try try and have a seat at the table, yeah. to borrow they, a metaphor. <laughs> they, they, they make a big point about how uh, the, the history of Google was that they needed to have a lot of exp- – in order for the Google search engine to become as sophisticated as it did, it had to gain experience from – gajillions and gajillions right. of searches and because google for one through one mechanism or another tries to make sure that they are the primary they're the default search engine everywhere that means that they are they will continue to gobble up all those all those search terms so DuckDuckGo will never get uh, enough experience to scale up the way that uh, the mm-hmm. way that google search has so which is which might be another way of saying that well it's there are a lot of different the 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 question in the back of my mind as I'm reading this entire 60 page uh, uh complaint is Bless that you. so as I'm reading this the 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 question that's always in the back of my mind as uh, like saying this out loud making this demand of whoever it is who's writing this complaint just tell me that you have something more than Google needs to be broken up because they're too darn good at what they do Tell me that. Tell me that the reason why they're so popular is not because they are the. They, 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 the, the report actually explicitly says, as though this is a horrifying like uh, uh, piece of evidence that Google is so is so so dominates the market that they are the verb for search. Like, yeah, that's because we don't Alta Vista things. We never did. We don't Yahoo things. We never did. We don't did. Duck, duck, go things. Either. Yeah, I'm sorry, and, duck, duck, go. And binging things. Well, we do bing things, but does not refer, by and large, according to the Urban Dictionary, to web searches. It's it's a reflection of how successful they are. They do make, they do make a lot of cases about how they're doing things that, on a classical uh, definition of uh, anti-competitive, antitrust behavior, yes, this does fall in line there, but that's the sort of thing 
thing that and yeah the, and it does outline every single case where uh google has done things that at least in the 1990s the last time there was a, a huge like tech antitrust case against microsoft this is the sort of stuff that oh yeah you did you did make that accusation back in the days of Beverly Hills 90210's first run, and yes, you did make that stick, and yes, that's how Google managed to uh, managed to uh, managed to Google. Okay, good point, good point, good point. But yeah, that's what we're, I'm for. and we're going to get to that too because there was um, oh god. Okay, let's keep going through this drama because <laughs> this is literally like it, it is drama. So, Department of Justice has not overlooked the fact that Google also has this very shiny version of of the pixel phones and sort of what the exclusivity there is, you know, the pre-installed Google apps. Um, the fact that there are, there's no like competition, so to say on, on, you know, the pixel line of phones, I would argue that if you were on another, oh, actually, I'm not going to argue that, you know why? Cause that's <laughs> one of Google's arguments, which I'm giving away what we're getting to, but I got, I got to remain in the middle. Um, the department of justice also complained also complained. They they also accused Google of using the same playbook against new and emerging paths to consumers, quote unquote. So we're talking about things like smart speakers, Android Auto or car entertainment systems and uh, Internet of Things devices. And uh, I mean, that's. Ugh, They're God. only going to get bigger and more entrenched. No, I know, but it's making me. But I'm thinking like in my brain about. Like, why is Amazon? Why is Amazon? I understand Amazon is on a search engine, but hello. Yeah. They'll, they own every other thing on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> next this to is, Google. This is, this is this is only about, I'm, I'm sure that like, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, Amazon and Facebook and even Apple are like the other penguins who are still left on the ice floe, looking at this a penguin that dived in amongst the walruses saying, gosh, I'm really curious to see how he ends up. That that might be directly applicable to my own future. Mm. Or if you're Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is doing a heck of a lot more media training than usual right now. Um, so now... <laughs> Today, Mark, we're going to do something about that hair. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can't I should, wear a hat. I should, I like should s- talk. I should talk. <laughs> we're journalists, okay? We're... Anyway, um, so, of course, the complaint completely drew back to the greatest hits of the 90s, which not only includes the boy bands uh, and Beverly Hills 90210 that we alluded to earlier, but also the great antitrust case against Microsoft and Internet Explorer. Yeah, the, Just, the like, report, shaking my head because I'm yeah. like. I mean, I, 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 I lived it. I lived those wars. I'm a veteran of trying to understand all that. Was, that was, I think that was the first time in my career I was like, oh, I really do have to read all these legal documents, but I, I don't get to like test this new keyboard and see if I like the clickety clacks. Yeah. It, so they, they're and trying to buttress their case saying here, we, we, we have demonstrated that uh, bef- 20 years ago, we, the government sued Microsoft for almost the exact same thing that they're accusing Google of saying we're, you're, you're, you have an unfair advantage because you keep making sure that your products, your, your search engine is the default when all these devices that people simply buy, you're making sure that your apps get pre-installed on all these phones that use Android. And t- 20 years ago, we went against Microsoft for the same sort of thing because they bundled uh, internet Explorer 
Explorer, the web browser uh, in, in with Windows. So essentially every PC that shipped, if it wanted to ship with an operating system, had to ship with Microsoft software. And this was at a time where we didn't, we barely knew what the web was bar- uh, and we barely had a decent web browser. So someone could have become, uh, Microsoft could have cl- could have like swept the whole table if they had been allowed to continue. But the government sure. said, no, you can't do that anymore. Uh, it's, it was, I kind of thought it was a little bit of a twist of the knife because they're saying that you know it's it's you know it's kind of I have, to, I have to do the voice and i'm paraphrasing of course but you know it's kind of funny because where i have these notes where oh where oh there you go here's what google was saying back then say it's so unfair that microsoft is bundling the browser and that it's oh it's pre-installed on everything because that makes it so hard for a, a, a tiny scrappy little company like google to compete and now ooh looks like they're the the microsoft that uh, they're saying that's suddenly okay uh, they, they even go further than that and they're they're citing uh, internal documents they say that not only did they learn that actually you know so microsoft we could if we played it better if we do this exact same thing that microsoft did but we do it smarter it will win for us and we'll also succeed better uh, so there's the government uh, complaint is citing internal memos that are saying now here's here's a list of hot button antitrust words we do not want you to use i don't want to use like take all the oxygen out of the market we don't want to use crush don't say crush our competitors make sure your our emails are always like oh 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 sundar we're so worried there's this new thing called duck duck go and now i don't know she, can, I, I, the thing is i just started my first payment on my little one's braces on orthodontia should i like cancel that will we still be able to afford to like be on the dental plan sundar no no don't worry not we're going to be we're going to be just fine it's going to be hard competing with duck duck blah 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 Uh, so (laughs) this they they did their homework it seems like (laughs) yeah now you know the thing that is just such a the thing that just makes me stall and refer to my government as incompetent is that the department of justice isn't demanding any actual specific action to be taken against google um spokespeople have said that the doj is leaving that decision up to the courts which I just want to say, going back to that example of the Internet Explorer in the 90s, granted, I was a preteen in the 90s, and so I was not like all with it back then, nor have I explored that antitrust uh, lawsuit in my adult years the way I should have. But I have to say, I don't think that we really knew what we were doing back then with regards to the Internet, and I still don't think that the American courts have any idea how to legislate or regulate anything that is going on with Silicon Valley currently. And the way that I feel personally, you know, this is this is Flo getting out of her journalist boots. This is just Flo <laughs> speaking to you, okay? Uh, we're at the back of a bar and I'm drinking a, a pretty a, a beer that I kind of don't like, but I'm drinking it anyway. Um I really feel like Silicon Valley is so big (laughs) and i know it's such a trite thing to say that like we need to break it up that's it but uh i i really struggle i really struggle to see how the courts are going to decide this with with nary any sort of like foundation there's nothing they don't even know like what to what to say what consumers should do at least uh overseas in the european union they have kind of a contingency plan like this is what you we want you to do here's how much we want you to pay and um there's 
this sense of organization, and I understand that this is, you know, what's happening in the EU is probably upsetting some folks um, for it's like whatever anti-business shebang. But at the very least, there are, there are some markers there for which Google can can abide by. And we don't have that happening here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that the entire case doesn't come down to um, Google or Amazon or Apple or even, God help us, Facebook need to be broken up simply by virtue of the fact that they're so darn big. Right. They have to. I, I feel as though there's the I want to make sure that they're all following the marker. Uh, what is what what is what is uh, what is the cost to consumers by keeping these companies intact versus what is the cost to consumers uh, for breaking these uh, if we were to break these companies up? And I'm not sure that the uh, uh, this this document was not written for me. It wasn't written to make me happy and to answer all my questions. It was written simply to be the be the first firecracker in a long long fireworks display that's going to take years and years and years before the final bang. I just hadn't I just haven't seen that in the document that I read. And I have to say again this is Flo speaking but I I I feel like there might be some validity in what I'm about to say. Uh the way that the election season has been going which you really understand if you live in the US and have been following along with it is that there's been a lot of uh there's been a lot of pushback against quote unquote big tech and the idea that it's like censoring certain voices, particularly the voices <laughs> yeah. that would vote in the favor that much of America is very scared that it's going to go. And I know that the rest of the world is too. Okay. Um, and so the fact that we mentioned that this is an all Republican led team that is coming up with this and that they have no blueprint, that makes me very worried because it makes me see this as just a very petty grievance, uh, in some way to kind of break them up, but just, uh, but for a very selfish reason, for a very concentrated reason, which is to get some sort of payback. I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not cool, man. And it doesn't make me feel like I'm being protected. Whereas at least in the nineties, there was some sort of semblance of, Oh, well we don't know what's happening with the internet. You know, let's not, let's, let's not get hasty internet explorer. (laughs) Yeah. But that, that is a great point. Uh, because um, if this if this goes the way that the Microsoft action went, and really the way that almost all Department of Justice action against uh, businesses and corporations go, this will end with a negotiation. Yeah. And if if uh, if hypothetically this uh, if if hypothetically the Republicans see an opportunity here, they can basically know that part of the part of the things that we can hold back in negotiations is that we have the ability to force you to uh, you know at this stage in the in the proceedings you don't know if you're going to wind up having to split off your search engine into into a separate company or sell your technology to another to other people. Maybe you should make us happy so that we don't we don't use this nuclear option. And one of the ways you can make us happy is by having it, allowing the government to have oversight over how you protect free speech. Quote free speech unquote on the internet. Yeah. So there's 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 a lot of malarkey that can be happening here. Uh, it malarkey, really dep- Andy. <laughs> During election season, we are a family. We are a family uh, oriented. Well, not family oriented, but we're, I we, know. But you had to go with a Biden word. You can you can go for something a little <laughs> well, more run of the mill, not okay. partisan. Poppycock. <laughs> sure. Okay. 
It's just because he used malarkey on a bus that one time, and it's just, you know, I only think of him now because of that word. <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, do we want to quickly get into Google's response on this? Because Google yeah. did come through with a really heavy-handed uh, blog post <laughs> filed Almost under as if they public were policy. anticipating this for several months. <laughs> yeah, the way it was written was very, like, I had time to prepare for a debate club. It Wait, was you know? it, it was it was almost as spontaneous as Fortnite's parody of Apple's 1984 commercial. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, Andy. Um, I actually forgot about that because <laughs> it feels like it's been longer since that than since that happened. So we'll link this in the show notes. So you could peep it later. Just side note: my ear is killing me because I'm wearing uh, yeah. these earbuds in my ear. And remember, I told you, Andy. Yeah, yeah. My daughter killed my headphones. Well, they were dead already, but I no. Excuse me, they were dying and I let her kill them. Now these I have these, but ugh, they're driving me nuts. Okay. Little baby Kevorkian. The yeah. Kevorkian of technology. <laughs> well, and then I gave her the little keyboard today and she was just sitting on the floor just banging on the keyboard and it was so cute. Just like mommy. <laughs> yeah. Um, just as much fervor too. So <laughs> Google's senior vice president of global affairs, Kent Walker, posted on the official Google blog, the same day that uh, the details came out from the Department of Justice's official complaint with a post entitled, A Deeply Flawed Lawsuit That Would Do Nothing to Help Consumers. That's it. We're just (laughs) going to put it there in the headline. Um, So the blog post gets right to the point. Today's lawsuit by the Department of Justice is deeply flawed. People use Google because they choose to. Not because we're holding a gun to their heads. That's just kidding. It doesn't say that. Not because they're forced to or because they can't find alternatives. This lawsuit would do nothing to help consumers. To the contrary, it would artificially prop up lower quality. <laughs> Ouch! It would artificially prop up lower quality search alternatives, raise phone prices, and make it harder for people to get the search services they want to use. I find that to be a tiny bit of a of a stretch. Just a tiny bit, yeah. because I have no problems using DuckDuckGo for the most part. Yeah, it's well, they got they got to go what they got. I'm not sure that they they they're, they're hurt. They're hurt. You know, they 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 went to high school with some of these people in the Department of Justice. They feel a little bit betrayed. And raising phone prices, like you have control. Like everybody has control over that. Actually, the, this idea that. We can't control the price is completely arbitrary. Okay, it's- or the, well, they might. They've. I, I was. There are a couple of ways that could be in, indicating that. One of the sure. one of them might be that. Well, perhaps by giving Apple, <laughs> just to name one company, thirteen or fourteen billion dollars to be the to be the primary search engine. Perhaps that is affect that is affecting their ability to price uh, their lower price phones the way that they are. But I think you're right that they – I think Apple and Samsung will price the phone, whatever the market demands that they'll price it at. Yeah, I, I know it's – kind. I mean, I'm making a weird correlation between how money is – it just comes out of nowhere. But it just – in the grand scheme of things, it just feels to me – anyway, a lot of this is very PR speak, as we said. <laughs> yes. um, so he continued to – Kent Walker continues to counter some of the DOJ's main complaints by making comparisons to how – Supermarkets make brands or products pay for the best shelf visibility, and that Bing and Yahoo also pay Apple to be featured on the Safari launch page. So he's saying, look, these brands, they're paying to be there on your iPhone, so it's not like we're taking away that spot for them. The Post also points out, I have to add, though, just I have to say, uh, 
to counter this. Bing and Yahoo may be like the ones there, but that's not really what we're talking about when we're talking about antitrust. I just want to hone that in for folks. Um, The Post also points out that unlike the Microsoft antitrust suit, choosing alternative browsers and search engines is both is easy and within the basic technical literacy of most users. Uh, There was even I pointed I I took this caption down and wrote it down because I just was like, wow, Uh, there's, you know, Google put its cute little like gifts that they do in their blog posts to kind of show you how you like use things. And so they have this cute little this cute little gif and below it, the caption, look how easy it is to add a different search app or widget on Android. Look, 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 look. <laughs> it's right here in a gift form. It's like, yes, yeah, okay, we get it. Anybody could do it. Okay. Um, finally, the post makes the point that Google search is competing with the entire internet and not just search engines. To quote, people find information in lots of ways. They look for news on Twitter, <laughs> flights on Kayak and Expedia, restaurants on OpenTable, recommendations on Instagram and Pinterest. And when searching to buy something, around 60% of Americans start on Amazon. Every day, Americans choose to use all these services and thousands more. <clears throat> Counterpoint from Flo. <laughs> I don't directly go to Kayak. I don't directly go to Expedia for a number of reasons. I, I never did like working with them. I don't direct, directly go to Twitter. What I do is I type it into Google first. Do you know why? Because I use the Chrome browser. There's no point for me to go type in that extra URL when I could just do the Chrome browser and then it'll take me eventually to the Amazon link if the product is offered there, to the Kayak link if it happens to be, you know, something that I see I'm interested in, you know, that price point. Yeah. So uh, this is... That, that that might be a response to some of the language in uh, last week's like 500-page report where they're accusing Google of trying to... Yeah define themselves as the the concierge like the, the 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 entry point for the internet for everybody and they do they do have a point that there are areas in which Google has not managed Google has not managed to make its shopping product uh, yeah. take any traffic away from eBay or Amazon that really is the first place people go to look for something when they go to buy things uh, people uh, maybe go they don't necessarily use the search engine to look for news they have their sources that they will yeah. <laughs> yes yes with the chrome browser <laughs> just a lot of complete the new york times or the washington post or the boston globe or whatever jezebel.com so yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just just or just my 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 uncle sal's twitter feed his retweets <laughs> are gold man it's the only place to go for the truth <laughs> Listen, I love a good family member that knows what to tweet, okay? Uh, I follow some, like, totally Z-list celebrities just because they're really good at tweeting. So, uh, anyway, this whole thing is, um, you know, I guess Biden was right. This is all just a bunch of malarkey. So. Uh, Poppycock. Yeah, listen, it's going to be it's going to be a test to see how the DOJ will handle all this. But as I expressed earlier, I don't think they're going to do a great job of it just because there is no plan in place. Um, One of the most important lessons I've learned in my working life, and, and I think this is something that the government needs to also learn, is that it's very difficult to go into something without a plan. It's very difficult to go into something without uh, considering the ins and outs of what could go wrong or, you know, kind of thinking about it down the line. And so I'm very dubious that any of this is going to end up being more than just a giant, messy, drama-filled 
headline maker. That's what I feel like this is. No, you're, I, I do think that it's about time for uh, big tech companies to have to defend themselves. I don't necessarily think that yeah. any regulatory, specific regulatory action, let alone breaking them up, is required. But they are definitely big enough, and the situation is enough like the Wild Wild West that they should be made to prepare a case using public documents that they provide of here is why we are Here's why we are a benefit to consumers as opposed to a new totalitarian shadow gov- government that uh, that limits our limits our freedom and makes us all scared in a brand new way that our grandparents never considered of um, the is the other variable here is that uh, uh, this is a pipe the 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 move to regulate or at least examine big tech is absolutely a bipartisan issue. All fifty, uh, all fifty states, uh, minus uh, minus uh, California, have their their attorney general attorneys general investigating big tech uh, and preparing lawsuits and preparing their own actions. California sat out of this coalition only because they have their own stuff going, uh, own stuff going there. Uh, so, but nonetheless, we are in uh, in a few months' time, we could have a brand new president who will who is. Of a different mindset, shall we say, than uh, than a can- the candidate running against him. It could be that we have we will flip control of Congress to another party. So the fierceness with which this uh, fight is fought could the, the temperature on this could really go way down very quickly. It could go from no we it could go from we def- we need a we need a we need a head for our trophy room and we're going to get that head on our trophy room wall. <laughs> you better believe it. It might go down to you've all been very very bad and very very naughty. We're going to have to get some concessions from you, but we are going to we're just going to order in a lot of Chinese food for a lot of weeks, gain a lot of weight on that on that pork fried rice. But we're going to come up with like a a, a broker deal that gives the government and the needs of the people what the needs of the people have to have, but still doesn't stop stop short of having to. <laughs> make three new companies one called go another called ooh another called gla uh managing search managing <laughs> google docs managing <laughs> um that was a that, that was a good one andy thank C- you very much i'm a communications professional <laughs> <laughs> um just by the way uh and by the way you mentioned chinese food and i immediately just I am to my husband. Can we get Chinese food tonight? So thanks. Yeah, I, I, I saw a video on how to make a fried rice like a few weeks ago, and now I've got the hang of it. And so now that's a that's a dangerous thing because it's it's also a really good way to like empty your fridge of things that are perf- still perfectly good leftovers and fresh vegetables you haven't it's used yet. It's not just yet. peas and carrots. It's like whatever you can toss in there plus an egg. It yeah exactly, and and not you don't even have to make the. It, it's even uh, desirable not to make the rice like that day. It is just. Yeah. I usually have like rice in little containers to use, and it's, but but it's not necessarily the healthiest thing to like eat like a big stir fry thing and like uh, anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Now now I um, now I do want a uh, stir fry, but I already had a sandwich for dinner. Anyway. <clears throat> well, let's take a break. So anybody who's listening to us, if you, we made you hungry, go get yourself a snack, put us on pause, <laughs> and then we'll when we come back from. From these messages, uh, we have more Google Hot Seat news to relay. You could also phone in an order, and by the time we finish, it will probably be delivered to you. This episode of Material is brought to you by our friends at Linode. 
Whether you're working on a personal project or managing enterprise infrastructure, you deserve simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions that allow you to take your project to the next level. You can simplify your cloud infrastructure with Linode's Linux virtual machines, helping you develop, deploy, and scale your modern applications faster and easier. Quite frankly, anything that could make your workflow faster and easier is worth checking out. Linode has 11 global data centers and provides 24-7 human support 365 days a year, so you never have to be stuck without support. Night or day, holiday or not, Linode are there, with no tiers or handoffs, regardless of your plan size. And you can check it out for free. Get started right now on Linode today with $100 in free credit for listeners of Material by going to linode.com slash material. In addition to shared and dedicated compute instances, you can use your $100 credit on S3-compatible object storage, manage Kubernetes, and more. So head to linode.com slash material and click on the Create Free Account button to get started. Go there now. Check it out. Our thanks to Linode for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. Well, this is a, a lovely bit of news to pile on top of <laughs> the news that we just talked about. And so if you're wondering what kind of episode of Material it's going to be, it's going to be that kind of episode. <laughs> um, today, Google completely decided to disappoint me. Uh, because its AI tech is going to be used for what is called a virtual border wall. And this is from a contract with the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, which, as you may or may not know, are the purveyors of uh, Trump's so-called wall. So can I, now, can I, can, yes. I, can I correct you? Because I, yes. I, have, I have to correct myself because all my life, minus like how, how X one digit number years, it's been... Customs and Border Patrol, but now it's Customs and Border Protection. And every single time I type that, I have to backspace and oh, correct it? myself. It's Customs and Border Protection. God. Well, because if they patrol, I mean, if they get off their butts and actually do something instead of just, ooh, look at me, I'm upgrading video Wait, cameras. Wait, you said la, patrol la, 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 or la. Pr- protection? Uh, customs and Border Protection. What are we protecting? See? Okay. I see. I have to try really hard not to editorialize. <laughs> it's very difficult. Okay, we're not going to get into that. Instead, we're going to get into this uh, intercept article that I sent uh, to Andy a couple hours before we started recording. This came through my Twitter feed, and I was just like, "OMG!" So it appears that uh, Google's AI and services will be used to build what's being called a virtual wall along the Mexican border. So the virtual wall includes drones, towers, and sensors. They're all combined to basically detect unauthorized border crossings. Um, if that doesn't sound like some future tech end of the world kind of stuff, um. I don't know. Just check out Children of Men. That's 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 a I'm just imagining that whole movie right now in my mind. Like that's that's the kind of reaction I'm having to that. So uh, if I, I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2018, Google had actually faced an employee revolt over a project that would have put Google's uh, AI power in image recognition systems in military drones. 
Google was forced to terminate that contract and also agreed to a set of ethical principles controlling how their AI could be used in future government contracts. Leaders of that protest had pointed out that Google's lack of transparency was a key part of the problem, that instead of contracting with the government directly, Google works through third-party government contractors, which kind of adds that level of secrecy and, you know, basically makes it a little harder for employees to, you know, seek out that thing unless they're really digging in. It also allows Google to say, "No, no, no. We we have no, we can tell you we've had we have contracts. no contracts with the, with right. the government whatsoever. Oh, well, we do have contracts with contractors who do work for the government, but yeah. that's not we can't the government. control who the contractors vote for. We can only control who we vote for. Honestly, um, people, we're as we're as angry as you are. We didn't yeah. think that that when when they when the paycheck for that contract was like a, an eagle with like." necks of like of poor downtrodden people and its talents we had no idea that our ai technology was going to be used for anti-humanitarian purposes <sighs> see every time every time try- like when I, when I take on a new new freelance client when i get the check i make sure that logo does not look like it's from some sort of totalitarian regime thank you for saying that because that's exactly them. what was flashing in my mind um Anyway, wait a minute. Uh, you told you told me that you were you were like a, a, a advertising advertisement supported tech blog about the bowling industry, and now I find that my article on XML markup language has been used to help guide missiles to village settlements. I'm very upset. You can keep your eighty dollars, sir or madam. I said good day, sir. It's like finding out a developer is into QAnon and you're like, no, I gave no yeah. dollar for that app. Okay, so uh, this is exactly what happened here. So employees had marched two years ago saying you need to let us know what's going on and Google didn't do that. Uh, it has a contract with a Virginia-based federal contracting firm. Uh, those of you who don't know, Virginia is a state next to Washington, D.C., so a lot of uh, government sort of based contracting happens around that area. This information was actually discovered via a good old Freedom of Information Act request. That's a FOIA request. That's right. So that was filed on behalf of a research group founded by a former (laughs) Google research scientist who had walked out of the company over ethical grounds. Um, All right. Just going. Cheap irony. You know, know, it's affordable and effective. Right. The contract concerns that technology powering customs and border protections autonomous surveillance towers program. These are automated sentries that operate along the border 24-7. I just want you again to, okay, instead of Children of Men, let's imagine Battlestar Galactica. Remember what the <laughs> Cylons look like, where they have the eyes that just kind of like the red eyes that, yeah. Like I Knight want Rider. you to imagine that. <laughs> Let, let's stack an 80s reference on top of another 80s TV reference. I I do want to uh, correct you and say that I was referring to the 2000s, 2010s uh, revival of that with Edward J., Edward James almost yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, just, just a anyway. Okay. We just want to give people some visualization, right? Because this is a podcast. I'm very, very pleased that that Battlestar Galactic is the bridge that connects uh, the millennials with Generation X. Well, I mean, I know about the older version. It's just <laughs> Starbuck is. She's just <laughs> so cool. So Google's contribution to this whole 
again, malarkey going on here, is uh, the Google Cloud Platform and its AI, according to the contract. Um, it also calls out Google's natural language processing and language and language translation features. Wow. I just want you guys to reframe this in your minds for a second. The same language processing engine that you are using on Google Translate to um, to to translate Spanish will be used to translate, I'm assuming, the language of somebody that dug themselves a hole out of their country to come into the U.S. Because that's how it's done, by the way. Yeah, that, that, that means that having automated sentries, it, it can mean things like, it is here is the number of people that have been detected. Here are their their genders and their uh, uh, and their relative ages. If they're making noises, even even if it's not like language that they can pick up, they can say, "Okay, there seem to be sounds sounds of digging, sounds of uh, whatever, sounds of motors, sounds of whatever." And they get people get a nice tidy report. These things are then collated, and artificial intelligence can look at and look for patterns and basically predict that this this the last eight times there have been conditions exactly like this. Six times there have been border crossings at this place. So this is where we want to line up every line up everybody with a big catcher's mitt. It's not something you want to be associated with if you work in artificial intelligence. This is what we're talking exactly. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about how the algorithm being used for nefarious purposes. And I think this is what we want when we talk about regulation is we want some sort of universal understanding that that use is evil. The problem is that the U.S.'s Customs and Border Protection, sorry, right? Protection? It's assuming that we're protecting something. Um, From what? America is a superpower. I, I I know this is going to get political, but how can you not in yep. this day and age? Uh, this is this really sucks. This this is what employees of Silicon Valley are scared about when they take a job. They take that job because the benefits are amazing. This is a great way to like help your family. You know, stay afloat in this capitalistic world. You cannot completely fault the people for taking these jobs because quite frankly these are really good jobs the problem is all that work that you do when it's being kind of used for this really just anti-human purpose um it's really sad and i and i really hope that there is some sort of internal fire that's being stoked right now i this is God, we could talk about this forever because in my mind, it's just like, this is why maybe it'd be good for Google employees to unionize, you know, in this kind of situation, um, not just for labor rights, but also to kind of say, hey, this technology that you are using our brains for that we we went through an education track so we can get a job here and we were so excited to work here. Like, I want to ensure that my work is not being used to do this to people. Yeah. And and also there's the racist element of this that if and that's al- what I was avoiding trying to say, but well, I really should yeah, just we say it's an important part of this, because if we do believe that um, uh, I uh, um, I do believe 
I, I do use the term illegal immigration because I can't re- I can't think of what an alter what uh, an alter uh, undocumented immigrant is. Yeah. yeah, I think undocumented is is the one. So, it's like- so, so I'm sorry to offend somebody. It's it's hard when you it's hard when that's the that's the phrase that that everybody has understood and your, your entire life and you're more than like two or three decades old. So it's hard to think of the correct word. Uh, but uh, if you really are concerned about people who are uh, people from who are not United States citizens who are in this country without proper paperwork and without pro- proper federal permission, you're not worried about the Mexican border. You're worried about people who come in on visas and just stay. That's how people are getting into this com- country. And so the I have to there is a non zero percentage of people who uh, uh people's uh, concern about the Mexican border that is simply racist in origin that it's this this is and and this is relevant only because again there's it's it's quite a shock to a lot of pe- a lot of people in tech where they have lived a lo- lived lives in academia or purely in engineering thinking nothing about here is how we can do a search that used to take uh, eight seconds and can now be done in eight hundredths of a second, which means that some analysis problems that would be totally impractical are now very reasonable. So what if we apply this algorithm thusly? And then you find out that all you did was like create these algorithms and publish a couple of papers and enjoy your, your lifestyle working for this big tech company. And then you find out that Oh well, the people who are whose job it is to monetize my work have figured out that this is a way to enforce a racist point of view, or to make sure that dissent within our borders is effectively capped uh, and and eliminated. That's not the job that you signed up for. It can be a very very uh, it's it's like being thrown into a, a bath of ice water when you realize that oh so i did not create something evil but something that i created is being used for evil that really does not sit well with a great number of people and that's what that's what caused uh, the revolt in 2018 that led to like a worldwide shutdown of google campuses so it's time to think of another revolt because, uh, you know, let's not forget the CBP is uh, they're the ones behind the migrant detention. So that there's just Google it <laughs> because that's what you can do. You can just Google it or bang it or Yahoo it. And I'll tell you that you'll get to the same sources. Um, developing story. <laughs> this is what's going on. Google's getting sued. And uh Yeah. Shall we Let's shall take we, a break? Yeah, we'll we'll take a break, cleanse our palates with a lovely, soothing, sweet afternoon mint. Okay, so we all know that sometimes we get songs stuck in our head. Um, <laughs> I told you guys the story when I was in labor. I had uh, when when I was actively pushing Mona out. I had uh, limp biscuits. Uh, I did it all for the nookie going through my head because I had watched there was a stupid commercial around the time it was like I think it was like from CarMax or something and it was like it was like what do you do about that car that you can't get the CD out of you haven't been able to get that Limp Bizkit CD out of for like years you could sell it and you just you know they have the song and Fred Dosh is in the commercial so that was stuck in my head the whole time so that's interesting uh well now if you have a song stuck in your head that you don't know the name of you can actually hum it and uh googs will help you out so we will link to the blog post on it but i i want to try this out 
I think this will be fun. So let's do a live demo. We'll both. I, I think. We'll, I think we'll both try one. Okay. You want. You want to go first, or should I? Go ahead. Go first. So I've I've, I've queued up a song that uh, actually I just ripped from a CD. So you go. You go to the regular. Uh, you go to the regular like Google search. You click on the mm-hmm. search a song button, and you can just hum part of the song. So I'm gonna tap on search a song, and here we go. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh, missed all three. So I got, so I was listening while I was humming and it came back with Jenny 8675309 or another, the, the two huh. different Tommy Two Tones, a song <laughs> called Miracles from Jesus Culture, 30% match. Uh, uh, dig up her bones by the misfits the reflex by duran duran i'm just gonna keep culture club <laughs> josh baldwin the kinks Ooh, no 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 well okay maybe maybe it was a little not melodic this was uh the passenger uh track number four on iggy pop's lust for life so i'm gonna i'm gonna try again to see what happens okay there you go 26 percent match we got the beat by the go-go's also 10 percent match for i can transform ya uh chris brown maybe not perfect but it works um okay here i'll try one So you just turn the assistant on and hum it? Uh, I I tapped on the microphone to make sure that it was actually microphoning, and then uh, right, right. I mean, I just call I up tapped, the ins- I tapped assistant. I tap on Google search, the Google search, then tap on the microphone, and then there's the search a song, uh, search a song button. Tap that. Ooh, I know that song. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> it was "Here We Go" by NSYNC. Uh, <laughs> Should have guessed. Um, let me try. Okay, I'm trying to like think about something that's just uh, really random. <laughs> um, 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 um. Oh, how about I'm gonna try? Okay, I got, I got one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Unable to find a match. What was it? I'm sorry. The theme song to the odd couple? I refuse to believe that. That, I wonder if it can't. You all, because I was thinking of the theme song to Clarissa Explains It All, but I... (laughs) I don't know that it would find that. I Sorry, mean, should we try old it? Man. Old Let's TV try it. watching man. Na 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 na. <laughs> na 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 na. Way cool. Na 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 na. Da, da, da. <laughs> no, it gave me something from Steven Universe. I mean, oh, well, but you know, that is interesting that they brought that up because Steven Universe, you know, it's a show and they have songs on there. So I, that's kind of cool. Um, that's, I still think that's pretty neat. I, it's a good thing to have in the search. <laughs> I like it. 
I like it. Um, okay, my way, Frank Sinatra. Actually, I was I was singing. I was humming. I was going to say Presley version. That I, let's. I, I was going to let's see how well it did. Really, go, see, really, but, oh, Andy? But, even, but even so, even so, nineteen percent match. That was that's. It seems like. I mean, also, also, we're. I think we're humming like the starts of songs as opposed to like sometimes all you remember is da 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 da. da, da. All right, let me try. Let me try the only Romanian pop song that anybody has ever known in this generation. Let's see. That's all I gave it. Oh, it's still listening. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me try it again. Okay, it was actually the second match. Well, at least it got it. And then, oh my God, it even got the meme, the crazy frog meme. How awful. Uh, But, you know, good for, that's cool. I'm gonna That's okay. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one where if if it gets this one, okay. If the, I think that's proven technology. I would be shocked if within the labs that produced this, this wasn't the litmus test. Okay. Hang on. I'm just gonna. No, okay. What was uh, it? Th- okay, if it, if it can get, my, see, my litmus test is if it can guess, if it can f- guess a, a Ramon song, all of which are that's made of the same three notes, just in slightly randomized order. That's the I I don't I'm not even sure if it could even get it. Like if I gave it the original song itself. Okay, I'm gonna try one last one. <laughs> Sorry, Jim's like I am editing humming. I can name that tune in four notes. But now I'm gonna try a punk band. Wait, I wanna be sedated. Wait, 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 wait! I gotta think about it in my head. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Because uh, now I just forgot it. Um, this is what happens with like punk music from the same, you know, it's all like the same three notes. Um, <laughs> the girls turn the color of an avocado. <laughs> Ha! It didn't get it. <laughs> I was humming uh, MXPX Chick Magnet. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. Well, that's something fun that y'all can do. I mean, there's that algorithm again. There you go. I mean, we're, we're, it's, it, we've probably got another four or five months until a vaccine. We're glad that we could probably create a, we could probably build, you can probably build a drinking game around this. I'm pretty sure. Wow, four or five months. That's that. 
Good, good, positive vibes, Andy. I like okay, your positive vibes. Well, I'm, I don't. I wouldn't say we'd, we'd we'd be taking it by then. I'm saying that. Mm, mm. <laughs> You're saying that Roche maybe would have come come to something by then. Got it. There are actually signs in my local drugstore saying we have no COVID-19 vaccine. It doesn't exist yet because I guess they're getting a lot of people coming in for flu. There's all advertising for the flu shots. And so. Wrong. <laughs> no, this is just the standard flu. Yes. It could still kill some people. But, oh, know. don't worry about it. It can still kill you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, everybody get your flu shot. And then um, after you get your flu shot, go to relay.fm slash material and check out if you want to become a member of our show. Becoming a member of our show not only becomes a member of the material podcast, but of the Relay FM network. So you're not only supporting us, you're supporting uh, everybody, this, this entire community of wonderful podcasters. Andy, have you noticed that my nails have gotten longer in the <laughs> webcam? And I've been playing with these lovely fake... contrasting shades as well. I notice I've been playing with these fake witch fingers because <laughs> they're at Target for like a dollar for like a dozen, and I added them to my pickup order. So I got diapers <laughs> and fake fingers. Because now normally I just get a bag of bugles. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, we got Mona her own Cheetos today. Like I guess Gerber <laughs> makes like a. They're really good, and they have, like, paprika on them instead of, like, anyway. <laughs> Got to introduce her to her culture. Absolutely. Yes. The spices uh, of your homeland. Exactly. Um, back in the motherland. Andy, have you – are you doing radio this week? Anything that you want to let people know about? Yes, I'm talking – I'm on uh, WGBH uh, roughly every week. Uh, the days have been popping around a little bit as election campaign coverage has shifted around. Uh, but I'm on uh, Thursday uh, – probably the day you're going to get this at 1 p.m. on wgbhnews.org. You can stream it live. And if you missed it, then you can stream it later because they usually pop out my 20 to 30 minutes into its own like little individual digestible cheese twist. Mm, Delicious. Delicious. Mm. Digestible cheese. Tell me more about that. Says every lactose intolerant person ever. Um, <laughs> thank you, Andy. As uh, thank you also for putting together all the notes today of some very very dense uh, news items. As for me, you can find out more about me at florenceion.com. You can go to flowrights.tech, and that that'll give you a the page where I update with my recent work. Um, I'm thinking of doing like a halloween twitch stream so if anybody's interested in that just like holler uh if you want to check out what i had to say about the lg wing i'll be doing an official review for all about android on the twit network or you can go to youtube and check out the little unboxing i did the other day on the show um what else andy what else what else i don't know i think that's it for this week Mm. If you are it. if you are heading out if you did find out a safe way to hand out candy this year, find out a way to hand out full size bars because I think the the kids are under a lot of stress without them, whether homeschooling or not. And if you can afford full size bars, was, go for the full size bars. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, hey, if you want to strategize with us about Halloween or you just have a comment about the podcast, you can always tweet us at Material Podcast or tweet us individually at Inotco, uh and at though that flow. Oh, that flow. That's us on Twitter. Um, I guess that's it for now, Andy, until we'll give everybody seven days to kind of process what we drop, <laughs> the bombs we dropped today. 
Uh, and, you know, hopefully next week we have a bit of a lighter show with some lighter <laughs> things to talk about. We can only hope. And if there's no good news next week, we will make up some good news. It'll exactly. Be a couple days before a couple days before Halloween, we will all be in the festive, jolly holiday mood. Well, with that, um, everybody have a good week. Have a holly jolly. 